0: What's up, losers, and welcome to episode 42 of Loser Cartoons Podcast. This is Sam, and I'm here with Courtney. Ham. Before we begin, go ahead and like and subscribe to us on whatever streaming service you're using. Even being many months removed, Fall Season 2022 was one to remember. Uh, Today we'll be discussing a few more shows that we love from Fall. We'll be discussing a couple big Shonen titles, Blue Lock and My Hero Academia, two great fantasies, Irma McCoon and, and Eminence and Shadow. And finally, the biggest surprise hit of the season, Bochi the Rock. Let's go ahead and get started with Eminence and Shadow. Me,
1: so you.
0: Yeah, I mean, go, going into this show, right, I actually I don't think I was planning on originally watching this show. I think this was a show that you had recommended to me initially. Um, mm-hmm. But I think I ended up uh, watching it start to finish first. Um, Which, like, overall thoughts to get started. I didn't have very high expectations for this show. I thought this was just kind of going to be another, like, shitty basic isekai, right? Um, But I was pleasantly surprised with, overall, just the writing of this series in general. It was very much so your very basic isekai garbage, right? Which, there's nothing inherently wrong with that. But the cool thing about this was that it was extremely self-aware and kind of made fun of itself. And for that reason, I actually really enjoyed the show a lot.
1: I knew nothing about it when I saw... Well, I think I had read the plot, like, ages ago, like, months and months ago. But I didn't really know anything about it and it was funny because i recommended it to you literally having known nothing about it right <laughs> it was one of those shows that i thought 100 that i would love mm-hmm. and during the barnes and noble actually hardcover sale i got the light novel one through three so oh, i was yeah. like oh of course i'm gonna like this it's just some things you just know like Jujutsu Kaisen, for example Knew nothing about it, didn't read the plot, didn't even look at it on Mal, but I knew that I would love it, and I did, right? And I felt similarly about Eminence and Shadows, so I watched the first episode, and I was like, wow. (laughs) Banger, right? And then shit took a turn for the fantasy. And I was like, see, it's not that there's anything wrong with that, necessarily, because I do enjoy shows that do that, but that just wasn't what I wanted from this. So,
0: what, what preconception did you think going in you were going to see? Like, what were you expecting to see from the show?
1: Like, what I saw first episode, basically. So, you, th-
0: so you thought this dude was just going to be like a, like a Batman type?
1: Yeah, obviously with a little more, like, fantastical-esque stuff, but I didn't think that Homie would literally be put into a magical world. And be as cringy as he was.
0: Okay.
1: Okay. Yeah. Like, I wonder too if my mood has something to do with this. Because, a, I wasn't ready for it. B, I was in the mood for it. So That's, I wonder if yeah. I picked it up again later if I would feel differently. But I literally got to episode like seven or eight, and I was like, I'm done.
0: Yeah, this is definitely one of those shows that you really have to be in the mood for something goofy. And something that you know you're not going to take seriously. Because even though this story does have some like very serious plot points and some very yeah. serious moments during the series. Overall, this show is not meant to be taken seriously. This is, this is 100% a parody on just the power fantasy genre in general.
1: And I think maybe it's that I wasn't expecting that, that it really felt short for me. Because, like, when I... The first episode, like, literally those vibes is what I thought it was going to be. And then he gets hit by a bus at the end of it, and I was like... Oh, fuck. So, maybe later on I'll pick it up again, but...
0: So, you got... You said you got through about, like, seven episodes, right? Yeah. Okay, so did you at least get to, like his first like major battle in the middle of yeah. the city. Mm-hmm. Okay. So you got to su- so you got to at least witness probably one of the cringiest, but also one of the funniest lines I've seen in like all of fucking Isekai.
1: I don't remember, but probably.
0: So Sid, who is the MC, basically yeah. his whole goal for wanting to become powerful, right? Is uh Basically, just wanting to be unstoppable to the point where, when he was a human in the real world, he knew that he had limitations. That like, you could beat so many guys Uh, one on one. I know where
1: you're going with this. Yeah, right.
0: Yep. But the one, but the one thing you couldn't do, no matter what, is that if someone were to to drop a nuke on your head in the real world, you're dead. You can't do anything. So when he comes to the fantasy world and he gains all this power, his whole goal was to basically be able to withstand a nuclear be- uh nuclear blast by becoming a nuclear blast and the line that's in right the, the fucking I am atomic <laughs> dude I laughed so goddamn hard at that <laughs> sam it
1: wasn't even like funny like I was like it was it was like
0: okay I'm not usually He's one so
1: weird.
0: I'm not usually one for cringe humor, but like this walked that type rope of like being funny and being extremely cringe perfectly. I like just don't it, know. It right on the like line. Like you're
1: like, <laughs> it's self-aware. I'm like, is it? Like it is, but it's not. It is. But still watching it is painful.
0: Well, that uh, again, that just comes with like it depends. It depends what kind of lens you're using to watch this show. If you're watching this show, you know, looking for anything more than just a parody and just funny, cringy shit, you're going to be like, yeah, this shit is cringy. Yeah, this shit is stupid. Right. But if you're watching it, you know, going in expecting the cringe, wanting to enjoy the cringe and just, embracing it then it's a great watch so this show is 100% not for everyone I will say
1: (laughs) I will say that Sid's like cold detachment is pretty pretty cool I think it's kind of funny like he Mm -hmm. just doesn't and we see this in isekais all the time it's always 50 50 like either they're a pervert or they're like a cold detached I care about nothing but there's titties in their face all the time
0: well, that's, that's the funny thing is that like, it's, Sid is just like, he's, he's such a fucking idiot. Cause like, he acts like he doesn't give a shit about things, but then he does things that are just like, yeah, it, it shows how much he gives a shit about what he cares about. He wants, he cares so much about, um, like his portrayal as the eminence in shadow and he cares so much about his portrayal as sid the fucking b-list side character right that he goes so far out of his way and that's what's funny like there's there's a there's a scene later on where like canonically in the middle of a fucking war basically sid basically dips out finds this huge like grand baby pi- grand fucking piano or whatever drags it to like the lowest point of a sewer where he found like the most perfectly aesthetic place to put it just so he could play this badass song just, just for like just so he could look cool <laughs> like in the middle of the war he's just like yeah fuck that I'm just gonna go do this <laughs>
1: I would literally tear my hair out, I think, if I were to watch that. <laughs> it's so fucking dumb. That's so fucking funny. So where did it leave off? Is there gonna be more? Like oh, what's the deal. So,
0: so they're already confirmed there's gonna be a season two. Okay. Uh, they already dropped a like a like a like a teaser trailer for season two as well. Which kinda okay. left me left me I was like, Whoa, what the fuck is going on in season Because yeah. like uh vampires question mark apparently oh are going to be a thing now so <laughs> I don't know where the fuck this story is going but god damn it I am riding this train until it derails
1: <laughs> dude you guys already know I said it once I'll say it a hundred billion times I already struggle with isekais um for example I was just going through my list before this Sam and just clearing off like mm-hmm. some of the stuff like to dropped or completed or whatever yep and I saw Jobless has been in my watching list for like a year and a half <laughs> or whatever, however never, long season two has been
0: out. You never finished that?
1: Sam, I literally loved the first season so much and hated the second season. Got three episodes in. I was like, this is dumb. It's getting old and I'm over it. And I put it on my drop list because I just, you can have me with is- with Isekais. You can have me and you lose me just as quick so
0: hey shout out jobless that's getting a new season this summer
1: oh my god yeah so all right yep
0: well overall i think i gave this show like a a solid a solid seven out of ten
1: i gave it a five
0: you know, considering you dropped it after seven episodes that's a pretty that's a pretty decent score,
1: you know because I need to realize that at this moment like I have to take into account my own circumstances and how at this moment in time my attention span isn't as uh gotcha. good as it normally is, and also like recognizing when something yes yeah, probably better than I anticipate it than I think it is type of thing. So it's more from like, I'm trying to look at it from an objective standpoint, but also from an enjoyment standpoint and kind of meet right. myself in the middle on the score I give. So I gotcha. Yeah. All right.
0: Well, uh, what show do you want to do next?
1: Um, why don't you just go for Bochy? Cause I'm curious about it.
0: Okay. So Bochi the rock was by far the biggest surprise of fall season, I think for pretty much everyone. Um, this was definitely not hyped up by anyone. I hadn't even heard of the show uh, until like maybe like two or three episodes had aired and people started talking about it on Twitter. And the show basically revolves around a very socially introverted girl uh, who... When she was very young, struggled to make a lot of friends and decided that in order for her to make friends, what she's going to do is she's going to learn to play guitar so she can be a part of a band. And then when she's in a band, she'll be popular. People will love her. She'll be able to make money. And that was basically her whole thing. So then from like th- for like three years from middle school, I think going into high school, I think they're, like, very early on in high school now. Uh, She practiced guitar. And she got really, really fucking good at it. And she even had a YouTube channel where she would post clips of her playing guitar. And she got, like, 30K subscribers. She got, like, quite a few views on there. And, you know, everything was going great until she realized when she got into high school, oh, shit, Uh, I completely neglected my whole social side. And I no longer have any friends or anyone to talk to. So uh oh (laughs) and so from there you she meets a couple of girls from a different school who just so happen to have lost their guitarist like that day and have a performance that day that they need someone to join and be with them to play with them and uh they just drag basically drag bochi there against her will (laughs) and uh from there you kind of just Start to see the uh, evolution of Bochi just like slowly starting to kind of break out of her shell. Uh, but I would say like the biggest, the biggest thing that I loved about this show was just, honestly, a lot of the absurdity of the animation you could really tell there was a lot of love being put into this story just by watching it. And I'm not gonna be able to do justice telling you about it. You kind of just have to see it to understand it. Um, just a lot of the a lot of the emotions Bochi would go through, right? A lot of the anxieties, a lot of the depression she'd be going through was just like it was very creatively displayed in animation. And they, this studio went crazy with some of the animation. Like, they didn't just stick to the traditional 2D anime style. They'd throw in, like, random rotoscoping, random 3D animations, and a whole bunch of different styles. Just to kind of, like, really express, like, the severity of some of the emotional traumas that would be going on in this show. And it was just absolutely phenomenal. Um... Also, the the main group of girls that end up becoming, uh, I think it's called, like, Kesico Band, are, all of them are super fun and interesting in their own ways. You have Bochi, who's just the introvert. Mm-hmm. Uh, you have, I'm already forgetting their names. You have the blonde girl, which is, like, the, basically just the whole fucking sunshine of their group. Just super extroverted, super fun. Uh, blue hair girl is a fucking a little shit but damn it she's fucking hilarious uh and then you have finally the uh redhead that's also super extroverted but also it kind of deals with her own like social insecurities as well um and just the exploration of those characters through 13 episodes was beautifully done uh this show Honestly, if it wasn't, it should have been uh, nominated for Anime of the Year on the Crunchyroll Awards. Um, I know there's a bunch of different other Twitter polls that also did anime, like, anime of the Year polls as well. And I think it won at least one of them, one or two of them, that were fairly large. So
1: Nice. I love passion projects like that and social... Uh, commentary, I guess, for lack yeah. of a better word. Those are always nice to see. Yeah, that's actually different, so I didn't read anything about it, and I expected mm-hmm. something stupid like Isekai oji that you're about to describe to me. So, I'm glad it wasn't that.
0: No, no, not at all.
1: Yeah. Okay, so is it, it's wrapped up in a nice little bow in 13 episodes, or?
0: Uh, so... The manga, I believe, is still continuing. So we will likely see another season of Bochi. I think this is just one of those series where I don't know how much source material they have. And I don't know how frequent the source material is coming out. So that could be the one reason why we might not see season two for a couple of years. At
1: but least. if you're an anime only, could you watch this first season and be... Oh, satisfied. you'd be
0: oh, you'd one hundred percent be satisfied watching this, know, yeah. this full season, yeah, yeah, because yeah. the cause like the the ending of the season, um, by no means is Bochy like done like a one eighty or anything, but you can tell she's taken like major strides from where she was in episode right. one, and that's kind of the whole that's kind of the whole thing,
1: right? So. Right. Okay. Cool.
0: Who? Uh, yeah. Overall, I'd give this. Sh- I'd give this show a very, very strong nine out of ten.
1: Oh wow! Like, okay. like if
0: we could, if we could go in, if we could go into decimals, this would be like a nine six.
1: Okay. Wow. Wow. Okay. Okay. That's cool. Um, Irma. So I. Was thinking before we hopped on here, I was like, ah, this is something I really should have waited for Phantom for, mm-hmm. um, cause I think him and I tag teamed, uh, Irima season two together. Um, and maybe like, because you didn't watch it, there's not really a whole lot of points that I could really go into that would make sense. So maybe in the future, him and I will do a, an Irima, um, Okay. Season three or season four situation because it's going to keep going. Um, so if any of you don't know the full title, "Welcome to Demon School, Iramakun," it actually looks really silly. It's not something that I would ever, in a million years, click on and watch of my own free will. Um, however, Phantom had me watching it like two years back, and I just really, really, really enjoyed it. Um, so season three centers around the, um, the Misfit class having to level up, um, before they graduate to second years. Otherwise they lose their Royal one classroom, right? Sam, you don't know anything about that. Um, so they enter in this harvest festival as a competition to showcase your skills. Um, and Irma gets a new mentor. She's like fucking awesome. (laughs) she's like hilarious she's like a like a lolita demon but like doesn't have the personality of one It's like she's funky any who's up um I don't want to spend a whole lot of time about it because it's just me rambling about it but um I thought that the pacing was quite slow um I felt like a lot of this could have been sped up at at certain points I noticed myself getting on my phone to (laughs) To play flow. (laughs) (laughs) Which is what I did through the entirety of Naruto. Oh
0: my god.
1: In order to like just get fucking through it. Um but no, Irima's always enjoyable. It's going somewhere. He's getting some skills. I'm not sure who his love interest is. Like, shit's a little complicated. And yeah, I think Irima, I might have given a seven. For the third season it didn't impress me like the first and second one did. Okay. So okay. Yeah, it was no. a 24, twenty four twenty episoder.
0: Okay. I, I was I was about to ask, how many episodes are we at in total now? Are we like oh, around sixty? Sixty to seventy.
1: Oh ish, I think, yeah. yeah. Um let's see. Irima first season is twenty three. Okay. They do like really weird episode numbers. Like I'm not
0: Yeah, a lot of a lot of like isekai and fantasy shows do that for some reason.
1: Arima second season is 21 and then obviously Arima third season's 21. So 65. Yeah, 65. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So there must good. be a
0: there must be a lot of fucking source material. Is yeah. This a, do you know if this is is this a manga or is it a light novel?
1: the a manga. The manga? They have that much source yeah. material? The authors move it quick. Damn,
0: dude, that's like 200 plus <laughs> chapters.
1: Yeah. Well, shit. I mean, I'm sitting here like... <clears throat> for the third season, at least. The other two seasons are fine. Mm-hmm. For the third season, at least. They could have cut this motherfucker down to 15 episodes. Y'all did not need 21. Like... Yeah. Because the thing about this show... Is it's do- it does a fucking recap every episode uh, <laughs>
0: mm-hmm. I, hate, I hate when fucking stories do that it's so that's,
1: bizarre that's
0: so fucking mid-2000s like it is like there's no reason for that anymore
1: it is and it's a it's a stylistic choice like yeah. but i just skip through the shit
0: it's like i get it <clears> if <throat> your audience is meant to be like 12 years old and younger and they're meant to be watching it on a week to week basis. They're going to forget about what happened the previous week. I get that. Yeah. Yoru is ne- I don't think the fan I don't think the fandom is like supposed to be that young. I think this is supposed to be like like early to late teens. Like I oh. feel like like the, <clears throat> maybe. I feel like this is like, you know, it's like a shonen demographic ish, right? And if that's the case, yeah. There's no reason to have the fucking recap every week.
1: Yeah, it's a little redonkulous, I'm gonna be honest. Um, But what's crazy is bitches are starting to find out that he's human. Mm. Uh, He's in a demon world. They eat people. Okay. So, one guy, evil guy. Evil guy finds out that he's human. Okay. And it was so gross. It's like, as soon as he learned that, he, like, started salivating everywhere. And I was like, this is, like, weirdly perverted. I'm, like, into it, but I'm also not. Ayo. Hey, like, <laughs> anyway, that's Irimo. Pick it up okay. if you just want a good time. Some good, wholesome fun. With some steaks. Yeah. Not quite yet, but maybe in the future.
0: All right. I might still give that show a chance at some point down the road because I mean I I was like I was like about I think halfway through season one and I was enjoying it a lot Um, I think I was just I think when I was watching it I was trying to cram too many episodes at once because I think that was like right I think I was trying to watch that like right before (laughs) season two dropped I think. So like I I was I was literally I think I watched like all of or half of season one on, on the plane to come visit you, yeah. So like obviously when I got there didn't have any time and then I just uh-uh. didn't pick it up when I went home. So
1: yeah, which is fine.
0: I don't know, maybe okay. maybe someday.
1: Yep.
0: Okay. So next up we've got Blue Lock. Uh, mm. So this series, for me, I've never really been huge <laughs> into, like, sports anime, right? I've never been huge into, like, the whole sports series or whatever, because um, I, I watch sports just, you know, in real life, so I just, I didn't really want the whole, like, anime-esque shit thrown into sports. I just, <laughs> I, I, th- I thought I'd be a little bit cringy or whatever. Um, yeah. Until I saw the concept of blue lock, which is that's what interested me like in general was like the cutthroat nature of this, like basically putting 300 guys into this whole training facility and waiting for one dude to come out on top, walking across the fucking dead corpses of 299 to become the greatest striker in the world. And I'm like, all right. That kind of cutthroat nature, I can get behind. And let me tell you, from episode one, I was fucking into it. This shit went hard. Oh, my God. What about you?
1: I'm literally pulling up my notes. Because I just... I won't give them all right now, but I just... I need to pull them up. Okay? Okay. (laughs) Because I just know I need them. Okay. Because I got a lot of thoughts. Okay. Uh, so <sighs> overall. Okay. Stay focused, Courtney. Overall. I was more excited for this show than anyone. And by anyone, yep. I mean out of you, Griff, and me, the three of us. <laughs> it's usually yep. what I mean when I say anyone. Yep. I was like, I'm not, like, huge sports anime, but I think they're cool. Like, I watched Haikyuu, um, had a good time. Um, actually, that's probably the only sports anime I've ever enjoyed, now that I think about it. No, even you've then,
0: watched, I you, wasn't. you've watched Ice. That counts.
1: Oh, yeah, that totally counts. That okay, counts. you're right. That was a good one. But, like, um, other ones, like, Free or Kuroko no Basket, I was like... Okay, anyway, but... Um, So I was like, okay. And first episode, I was like hype watching it. But I was like, oh, okay. And then it just went like this downhill from the start. Okay. And let me tell you why. First off, some of the animation was fucking weird. Like watching some of these fuckers run, it was like like robot like i don't know what the fuck the animation team was smoking when they I'll give did you that.
0: Some of these scenes this the, the 3d at the 3d add on scenes were fucking garbage
1: really bad like yeah. they started to figure it out sorta
0: no they did not no they were bad I was start
1: trying to the benefit of the doubt, Okay Nope,
0: nope Shuts. it stayed just it stayed just as bad from episode 1 that that is my one gripe with that sh- with the anime itself was that those was was those scenes were like comically bad.
1: <laughs> and then on top of that, I've watched Naruto, I've watched Bleach, I've watched older shonen. I have never seen internal monologuing like this in my fucking life because not only the sheer amount, <laughs> but just how simply fucking boring in every inner monologue during every play, during every game, was the fucking same. He was not having any different thoughts. It was the same thoughts that were watching over and over and over. And then on top of that, actually, I'm going to take a breath. You go.
0: Okay, the internal monologuing for me, it's like, that was honestly not really an issue for me. I, I, had, I had fun with it. I thought, no. I thought it was I thought it was a good time.
1: What? Like, it wasn't even funny or interesting or good. Well, I thought it
0: was I thought it played along with the hype, you know? because like in the moments that uh, Isaki was you know giving those massive internal monologues were during some of like the most high stress points of you know whatever he was going through during the challenges whether it be during a match or during one of like the second selection trials or whatever it was um i i thought it i i thought it worked i had fun with it i i didn't think it was too much um Mm -hmm. i think that's just kind of a personal preference point at that point
1: dude (laughs) I literally don't have problems with internal monologue. It's unavoidable. If you don't like that shit, you can't be an anime fan. But this shit literally threw off the entire energy for me. Like, we're in a high-stress moment, and I'm listening to him fucking ramble. And I'm like, see, now I don't even care if he loses, because I just want him off my fucking screen.
0: I think you just didn't like (laughs) Isagi.
1: Dude, there's nothing wrong with him.
0: Well, clearly, you have a problem with him. It's the
1: monologuing, Sam. That's it.
0: That's his thing. That's that's Isagi's whole character is like trying to see everything from a top-down view and like trying to think out every single like strategic point throughout the entire match. Does it
1: have to take fifteen minutes during the show?
0: There's a there's a lot for him to try to like think about. There's a lot of it things. It's
1: happening. So we're thinking about it this way, right? In an actual soccer match, we all know that the thought process he's having is split second, because you don't have a choice, because it's a game, right? Yep. You can't do that in a show because we wouldn't be able to keep up. But at right. the same time, y'all do not have to extend this for four episodes. Like, it's not necessary. Like, you're ruining the energy for me. And also, he's not thinking of anything like. Like, it's like, oh, it's not even, like, super interesting, like, watching him, like, put all these puzzles together. I think some people think of it like that. Like, oh, it's fascinating watching him look at this field like a puzzle piece. When in reality, he's like, oh, yeah, this pass would be good for this. And I'm like, that wasn't even groundbreaking. Like.
0: I mean, how many episodes did you get through here? Because he definitely. Okay. Did you get through to where they were playing matches in the second selection? Yes. Okay. So I think from second selection on is when Iseki actually started like evolving and started looking past just the one pass is my next step. See, he started I want to punch you in the five... He started thinking like four or five steps ahead. Sam.
1: I want to punch you in the throat dude because it's like what? oh because it's like oh but like after you get through 15 episodes then it starts getting better like that... what like I don't have time for I didn't, that shit. did I say
0: that that's I basically that?
1: what you just said no
0: no 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 what I said was Isiki started to evolve <laughs> I still love the show from episode one I didn't like Isagi from episode one. I liked the other characters from episode one. Yeah, I loved the
1: boring and stupid and a loser. Yes, he,
0: he was boring, stupid and a loser from like the first half of season one. He didn't st- I didn't start to like Isagi until the second selection. Really?
1: It's not. Here's the thing. I don't have to like Isagi to enjoy the show necessarily. I think that's the point is that it was like, I'm not expecting to be in anyone else's head. Cause they're not the main character. But for somebody that is supposed to grow on you right, we were in his head too much in that first half, then like something needs to change, because I don't have to like a main character to like the show it's happened before. But when you have us in his head 90% of the time, and you don't like the main character, you're not gonna like the show, so I don't know like what the intention is from the author or the animators or whoever did this garbage.
0: I don't know what it was for me then cuz I must have just been able to just turn my brain off the first half of season 1 cuz I had I I fu- I honestly just did simply did not have a problem with the internal monologuing, like at all.
1: I literally like when you guys like something I don't, I'm fine with it, right? Right. For some reason the fact that you two really enjoyed Blue Lock and I didn't gets on my fucking nerves because like i'm sitting here wondering what the fuck is wrong with me because everybody loves this fucking show and i'm over here like this is garbage
0: (laughs) look i don't think you're alone i don't think you're alone i've definitely heard people make the take on on twitter tiktok whatever that you know the internal monologuing gets to be a bit much I, i don't think that's a hot take i think it just comes down to like how much you're able to stomach. I think some people are able to stomach the internal monologuing more than others. I think Griff and I are able to stomach it a little bit more because we're haha, stupid monkey brain. We fucking we don't give a shit. We watch fucking battle shown and like we
1: like,
0: Griff's favorite show is Black Clover. You think yeah. he's you think he's not you think he's not you, you think he's gonna have any problem Dude, with internal monologuing like sometimes I wonder
1: I'm sometimes I wonder how Griff and I get along because the shit <laughs> that he likes? Anyway, no, I hear what you're saying. I just, oh dear, because it's like, we all know I'm unpredictable. Like, they could make a show exactly like this one, and maybe it's softball, and it's slightly different, and I would fucking love it. Like, there's no rhyme or reason. Like, to me, there's too much intersectionality to really identify. Like, for example, it's like, what I'm thinking of as the author's style combined with what he's inspired by combined with the main characters vibes combined with other stuff like like one thing could change it could be something as simple as the soundtrack and maybe I would like it so much better it just might mm-hmm. go with the combination of things much better in my head right mm-hmm. the thing about this author speaking of which is that there's nothing original in this world anymore, okay? I recognize that, so I'm going to get that out there on the table. But you can take tropes or things that are already done and make them your own, in your own style. When I watched this show, it was actually really funny. It's like first five episodes, I was pointing out animes that this author was ripping off, like, in his story. Like, for example, old Shark Tooth Buddy, that's literally mm-hmm. Bakugo. Like... yeah. But you didn't even make him your own like you just took Bakugo and you redrew him and you put him in a soccer anime and then on top of that did you really watch the intro closely did it remind you of anything.
0: To be honest with you I watched the intro on episode one and then after that I'd let the intro play but I'd be on my phone.
1: (laughs) It's literally Attack on Titan the final season part one's intro.
0: My War. What? Like the That's visuals of it? Or like, the...
1: did you notice Isagi's walking, and there's soccer people, their bodies dropping from the sky? Okay.
0: Oh, like birds. And
1: then, yeah, yeah. Well, no, like the Titans were falling from the sky in the intro. Oh. And then he was walking through piles of bodies, and there was smoke. Go watch, go watch AOT's intro, and then go watch Blue Lock's intro, and you're gonna rip your fucking hair out. Hmm. I know, I know. That's such a weird thing for me to notice, but I'm watching this, and I was like, "Hello." I'm gonna have Somebody called no, Isayama I'm because he has a fucking lawsuit. Like, oh my god! And then they showed Messi. Yeah. On the screen, it didn't even they... look like him.
0: Well, that okay, who was who I... is that? I think that was that's that's a copyright problem. You can't but just But they use... used
1: his name. They used. They mentioned Ronaldo like eight times.
0: Yeah, but like I think they, you know, you switch up their look, and it's like, oh, this is an original character with the same name, because you can't like copyright an actual name, because other people can be named Messi, Neymar, should... Cristiano Ronaldo.
1: He should have right? made his own. He should have just made his own. This author is so lazy. I'm losing my mind right now, Sam. Well, like, okay, it's a a
0: soccer show talking about the world's best. You gotta have some actual players from the world's best. But
1: these aren't even real players that he's writing about. It's a fictional world. You just make your fucking own like everybody else does instead of ripping shit off because you're lazy.
0: I mean, it's meant to be, like, portrayed in the real world. This isn't like a fantasy world. (laughs) It's fictional. I didn't say fantasy. Well, it's it's fictional based in our real world. Like it is fictional, yes, but like this isn't this isn't like Attack on Titan, right? Where it's supposed to be fictional. Are you sure? But it's clearly <laughs> not in our world, right?
1: <laughs> Are we sure? I don't know what this is, because it's not blue lock, it's a bunch of other shit that's been stitched together in grandma's shitty quilt because she got early onset dementia and gave it to you for Christmas. She didn't have nothing else. She'd been working on it for five years, but she can't remember that she did it. It ain't stitched right together. That's what this is. Are you done? Yeah.
0: Okay. <laughs> All right. Wow. I'm
1: really, really passionate about how terrible this show is.
0: <laughs> Clearly.
1: Okay. Sorry, I'm done.
0: Uh no. Okay. I don't know. I I found a lot of enjoyment is specifically in a lot of the side characters in the show. I think that's kind of what sold this show for me was a lot of the side characters um what got me through definitely the first half of season one was 100% Bachira. Uh, that, that you know. dude that dude is fucking awesome still yeah. love him even all the way through the second selection love that guy I think he's still my favorite character uh but what kept me going kind of like the later parts of the first half, so like episodes probably like eight, nine, ten ish, somewhere in there, uh, was the introdu- intru- ugh, introduction of uh, Nagi, the white haired, oh, like super yeah. aloof and everything,
1: yeah, fucking
0: phenomenal. He's
1: cool,
0: he's badass, all right, it's cool. And then from there, I don't know if you met this character yet or not, it was right when they were going into the second selection,
1: mm.
0: uh, Reen, who was like. Toted is, like the number one in Blue Lock, right?
1: It's got the brother, right? That's yep. a professional player. Yep. Oh, uh, he was in the intro. I've been waiting to meet him for a long time. Yeah, he's pretty gnarly.
0: Those three are easily my favorite characters in the story, and it's not close. Yeah. Like I, I came back to watch Blue Lock every week to watch those three, and that is it.
1: I liked um. Who was the best striker? Was it Team? x the king oh
0: king borrow king yep
1: i like that guy we don't i didn't see him much i think you see him actually after i had dropped it
0: yeah you see him quite a bit in the second Uh, selection
1: i was gonna say okay yeah i think you see him more after i drop it um he was awesome nagi yep did to watch nagi just totally say to his friend like hey (laughs) (laughs) later (laughs) i know you got me into this shit but I wasn't passionate about it until I met someone else other than you. Bye. Uh-huh. It was so it was sad. But it was. No, the side characters are pretty cool.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, I like Ichigo.
0: Yeah. I the the thing <laughs> with the thing with him. The thing with him was that like he was he was too pure hearted for Blue Lock. Like, Did he get eliminated? Like that motherfucker just needs to be like fucking he needed yeah. to be more cold-hearted
1: is he did he get eliminated
0: you want me to spoil or no i
1: i dropped it okay so you're
0: in it okay yeah, yeah. He, he, he gets eliminated in the second selection
1: okay Aww. so like
0: so like the ending of season one is basically they end up with uh i think it was seven teams of five and okay. those seven teams of five are going to compete to basically make the blue lock 11. And the reason they're trying to make the blue lock 11 is because the higher ups, uh, for, from blue lock are basically trying to shut blue lock down. And so the orchestrator of this whole thing, ego, right. Basically told the higher ups, he was like, okay, you're not going to shut blue lock down. Let's see what's going to happen. You're going to take Japan's under 20 team, like the best fucking players at their own position, like actual players in Japan, you know, that team versus my blue lock 11. And if my blue lock 11 blue lock doesn't get shut down and we keep it going. And they're like, you you think a team of a bunch of strikers is going to be the best team in fucking Japan? Yeah, good luck. And so those so those 35 are the last remaining. that are going to compete for those 11 spots. And yeah. yeah, the Ichigo was not one of the 35 that made it.
1: How many, what other notable ones from Team Z were eliminated?
0: Um, Notable?
1: Yeah, well, I guess you kind of know them all, but you know what I mean.
0: I mean, there's the little fucking little pipsqueak dude who did literally fuck all, but he gets eliminated by, by, no, not, that, that's what pissed me off. Connie fucking made it. I don't know
1: how. Who's the one you're talking about?
0: There's uh, you. You'd have to see a fucking picture of him. He's literally irrelevant until like he goes, like during the second selection. It was uh, who is it? I think it was Isagi and Nagi were like they were down to like the two v two stage. So like if you lose in the two v two stage, one of you like gets eliminated, right? So they were down to that, and it was Isagi and Nagi versus Baro and this little shit. And so Isuki and Nagi beat them. They took borrow to advance to the three v three stage, and the little shit got eliminated. Other okay. than that, I think pretty much everyone else from Team Z made it.
1: Oh, okay, that's cool.
0: Um, because like the the one the one cool dude, uh, who's like his specialty was like the headers, or whatever, with like the black and white hair. Mm. I love I. You don't get a lot of him, but I love his character, too. He made it. Um, Obviously, Isagi, uh, Bachura, they made it. Fucking Connie made it for whatever fucking reason. I think a couple other guys from Team Z made it. So, like, basically all the relevant guys from Team Z made it besides Ichigo.
1: (laughs) Damn. Yeah. That sucks, but I hear it. Okay, well, um, I am curious to see the result, even if I'm not interested in the show mm-hmm. so
0: no i'm this is this is a show that i'm I'm not waiting for a season two i'm I'm picking up the manga for this one hundred percent
1: okay enjoy so.
0: mhm all right, moving on to my hero
1: yeah, let's do it
0: okay do you wanna do you wanna start with your initial thoughts first
1: <laughs> um Oh man, I don't even, like, I didn't even have many notes for this because it was just so much, but here's what I want to say. Nine out of ten. Most enjoyable so far. Deku's super hot. He's been my favorite for a very long time, so, Mm -hmm. you know. (laughs) Bakugo's development, whoa. Yep. Um. Yeah. Great. Just really just really good different than I thought it would be. I didn't realize that All for One would end up being final boss pretty much.
0: Yeah. I mean, I'm kind of curious how they're going to handle that cuz like clearly uh Shigaraki doesn't want All for One to like right, take yeah. over. He wants to be his own person. So, like, I'm curious to see, like, what's going to happen moving forward, whether, like, All for One's going to be, like, successfully able to take over and, like, fully, like, inherit Shigaraki's body. Or if Shigaraki's going to be able to fight back and basically be like, nah, fuck you, this is my body and actually
1: maybe but I,
0: I don't Maybe. the thing know.
1: is, though, the way they, the, when they were talking about Shigaraki, they made it sound like he has a chance to be different. Mm-hmm. Whereas All for One doesn't. Do you remember when they were talking about that?
0: Yeah, I mean, uh, that was very, very much portrayed in the opening as well. Um, well, in the second opening uh, where like Deku kind of like met up with Shigaraki and like Shigaraki's body like melted and you just saw like the child Shigaraki appear. Mm-hmm. And Deku mentioned it multiple times that Shigaraki was like still worth saving.
1: Yeah. So, Yeah. I don't
0: know. I don't know. I I don't really want them to go that route. I don't want them to go down the whole let's save the villain to save the day kind of route. But I feel like that's probably the route we're headed. But eh, you know, who knows? Who knows?
1: Stakes are happening. Sort oh, 100%. Of. Sort of. It's a, it's a lot I'm more having, than in previous seasons. Right. I'm having problems. All for one. Needs to be killed. He's mass murdered so many. I mean, in the real world, he would have been put to death, right? Like, yeah. it's not making any sense to me why he's still... Like The whole reason this thing's happening with Shigaraki is because they refuse to kill all for one. Mm -hmm. Like, I'm not... Anyway.
0: I mean, that's just kind of like the... That's just kind of like one of those things where in order to kind of enjoy My Hero, you kind of have to suspend disbelief in that because in reality, he 100% would have been put to death by now. So. You kind of just have to accept that with My Hero because that's kind of just the rules of My Hero is that heroes are not supposed to kill even though in reality like the world is not that black and white and that's what no. I thought was a little bit cringeworthy for me was when a lot of like a lot of the uh, well before basically the world got fucking destroyed and turned into a vast wasteland uh, a lot of the citizens were like losing hope in heroes because hawks killed and i'm like he was taking out a villain that if he were to have used his power could have single-handedly destroyed japan by himself yeah like twice once he had got over his whole mental thing like he could have literally wiped out japan by himself absolutely he needed to go i
1: absolutely no choice y'all would have been dead
0: Yeah, I was like, that's that's the one thing that kind of pisses me off is like how black and white this world is trying to be portrayed. And it's like, we need to change. We need to accept that everything's in gray. And I'm like, what? Why? How did you? How are we just now getting to this point? We're six seasons in and we're now starting to realize that this world is gray and not Mm. all in black and white. Like Mm. it took us this long. Yeah. Like we we like do we not remember season two with Stain? Like this man literally brought Maybe up these points in season fucking two. And I, we're just now coming to this realization. Like, okay.
1: <laughs> I never knew that Stain would come back. I actually had no inkling. But he was always oh, and forever either. my favorite villain. Yeah. And when he came back, I was like literally I felt relief. I was mm-hmm. like, oh shit's about to change for the better. <laughs> yeah about stain i'm like listen trust me i'm all for heroes and not hurting people but when i saw stain come back i was like oh finally people are gonna get their shit together yeah like
0: holy fuck man
1: <laughs> he's awesome
0: stain stain is easily the the best villain
1: 100
0: even even today like i like shigaraki has made great strides he doesn't touch stain still no And honestly, for me, that's why, like, for overall, this season, while it is definitely the best in recent recent memory, I still don't think it reached, at least for me, the enjoyment levels that I had from Season 2. I still think think Season 2 was the best My Hero has shown us thus far.
1: I see why you say that, and I think there's validity to that. I think why I like this one the best is Deku's growth.
0: That I that one hundred percent I'm with you on that. We Billions, this is the best Deku has been. Not
1: so much. Yeah. But Deku, wow. Yeah. We saw a side of him that we haven't seen before.
0: Yeah, we saw a part of Deku that couldn't handle what had been put in front of him, mm. and he was struggling. He was nose diving mm. where he was. You know. Yeah. And then that whole that whole scene with Class A coming basically coming to his rescue was powerful. That was he- that was heavy. I, it I'm was. not gonna I'm not gonna lie. I started to tear up uh I started to tear up with uh Bakugo's apology to Deku. Yeah. And I started to tear up with Ochaku's speech to the citizens at UA. I that shit that shit was something.
1: He well, because we also saw Deku, right? Another side of him. We also saw how quickly society turns on the people that protect them. You know what I mean? Which,
0: which that, that is, that's real.
1: So <laughs> that, It's real and it was hard. Yeah. And then with Ochako's speech, I think it's really so much more like that, just that when you want to protect people so much, you do what, what Deku does. That was a real, that was re- I know a lot of people thought maybe it was cringy, like blah, blah. blah. No, that's real. No, like that's, he wasn't, yeah. he wasn't seeing anything outside of just keeping everybody safe to the point that he didn't even realize that being on his own was putting everybody at risk. You know what I mean? Right. And he didn't ask for this burden. No. Um. He just wanted to make people smile. Yep. And he got more than he bargained for, and I think that he was okay with it, in a sense, but couldn't, you know. I mean, handle look, at, it.
0: I mean, at the end of the day, he's a he's a teenager. He's gonna he's doing the best he can. But
1: yeah. I mean,
0: when you literally put the weight of the fucking world on a kid's shoulders, he's gonna crumble when you when he yeah. has to do it by himself.
1: It's just real.
0: I mean, what what, what can you do? There's like.
1: <laughs> that's how why are you i sp- like him how re- yeah
0: how are you supposed to handle that i i will say like this i was never really a huge deku fan uh, i thought i thought he was like he was good enough to continue to keep the story moving forward and he played his role as the mc for like seasons one through honestly seasons one through five um But, like, there was never, like, that last bit that really, like, sold me on his character. It really wasn't until the Vigilante arc where I was like, okay, Deku isn't just this, you know... He basically just doesn't see the world as, like, black and white anymore. He understands the situation that he's in. He doesn't... He understands now that he can't... Death
1: is necessary.
0: Well, death is necessary, and that he can't do all of this on his own. He is, like... Because, like, before, like, he loved his classmates, and he trusted his classmates, but at the end of the day, when it really came down to it, he didn't fully Uh -uh. believe in his classmates. He he fully believed he had to do everything by himself. That has now changed, and that is kind of what I've loved about his growth. I don't...
1: See, I think that... I think that it hasn't completely changed yet. I think he's giving them an opportunity. Like, I don't think you can fully go from, like, I don't trust you at all, to trusting you. Like, I think that he's tentatively putting his trust in them. Because think about it, in his head, he still's got one for all. Yeah. And they don't. So...
0: I understand. I am, I am kind of, like, projecting forward a little bit. Like, the my hero yeah, story for the happen. most yeah the my hero story for the most part is very very predictable so sure I feel like I'm pretty I'm pretty confident in being able to yeah. say he's he's gonna fully trust sure. his classmates moving forward sure that's all
1: so and I think too we saw like the human sides of him like there was like definite bloodthirst in him um that wasn't there before 100%. so I think like he wasn't unshakable like Naruto was, right? Yeah. But I think that's okay. I think that's actually part of what made you like Deku better. What made yeah. everybody like Deku better was that he was shakable. He was human. Yeah. And um, yeah, it was wonderful. And I think that a couple things came full circle, one in the show and one for us actually. So in the show... Um, he said this is the story of how I became the best hero or how we all became the number one hero. And I was right. like, ah, I see what you did there. So he might not be the number one hero. Everybody's the number one hero. I was like, okay. And then also, Sam, if you recall, our very first episode that we recorded on this podcast.
0: Back ago, yeah.
1: Bakugo's character evolution.
0: Uh-huh.
1: We should do something like that.
0: And just kind of, like, play, the, off moving that, forward. play off that, off mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. Maybe, like, when my hero's done.
0: Yeah. 100%, because dude, Bakugo has been one of my favorite characters, like, from, all the way back from, like, season two and three. Oh, yeah. I thought, I thought he was great. And mm. it's... My my love for that character has only continued to go up.
1: He's got me. He got my ass. Yep. Especially this season.
0: Oh yeah. I think I think after I think after this season, it's if you're not at least somewhat of a fan of Bakugo at this point, I I, I think you're just simply not watching the same show.
1: The main three in general. I mean, Todoroki. I mean, look at uh, the changes he's made.
0: Dude, dude. Todoroki with the whole thing with uh, Dabi and Endeavor and everything. Oh my god, that I wasn't expecting much from that. Like I thought that was just gonna kind of gonna be like another side story that My Hero just kind of threw in. That shit was.
1: They flushed it out.
0: Yeah, that shit was done really well.
1: Yes, it was.
0: Yeah, like holy. Honestly.
1: Bakugo's the one that we don't really get a whole lot of his past. We don't. I guess probably because he doesn't really have family trauma. The only thing about his past that we really see is his interactions with Deku.
0: Yeah, it's it was kind of it was kind of an inferiority complex with him and Deku. Like he always felt like he needed to be better than Deku but always felt like he was still like a step behind him. He always felt yeah. like Deku was still better and it pissed him off. Yeah. That's why he lashed out in anger so much. Yeah.
1: There's honestly too much to say about this show that I don't even know where to start. But one thing is that I was really disappointed that the bath scene, we didn't get any wiener. The
0: (laughs) (laughs) bath. I will say, okay, so I saw those panels from the manga, like, long before this season had aired. And I was kind of curious, like, how they were going to animate it. Because, like, the manga panels were very, very goofy. I was very happy and very pleased that Studio Bones kept it very goofy because that scene was hilarious.
1: So pissed. Uh, so pissed.
0: It was so Are you going
1: to give me like a little bit of side ween? I'm no, okay. <laughs> just Relax. kidding. Relax. <laughs> I'm
0: kidding. <laughs> down girl.
1: <laughs> Speaking of down girl, Ochako's down bad, but uh, we can yeah, talk well... about that later.
0: Hey <laughs> look man, we've known that since fucking season two. <laughs> All right. <sighs> anyway. So season seven's confirmed. We got that we got that in the works. And I think from from what I know, which isn't a whole lot about the My Hero manga, it should be ending soon. Okay. So season seven could potentially be the last season? Question okay. mark? Maybe? I don't know. I think it kind of just depends. Because I think there's about 50 or so chapters that have been unadapted. Okay. Uh, and if they continue with the 24-ish, 24, 25 episode seasons going into season 7, I would think they would need roughly somewhere between 60 and 80 chapters to be okay. able to like fully flush out 24 episodes. And if that's the case, that would kind of put the time frame on my hero's manga ending this year, which it's supposed to so wow we'll see this this could be the end that's crazy yeah I know what a ride right i've i've been watching I, I think i've been i think I've been watching this weekly i wanna say since the start of season three okay i think yeah maybe season two, but I think it was season three. Yeah, my right. mom
1: just started watching, so.
0: Ooh, okay. I'm curious to see, see how she how she enjoys that show. Yeah. Yeah, that could go kind of either way for me. Mm. I don't know. All right, any final thoughts?
1: <sighs> so many, but also none. Okay,
0: all right. Well, we'll go ahead and leave it at that. Uh, that's gonna do it for today's episode go ahead and follow the podcast like and comment what you thought about fall season 2022 follow us on tiktok youtube and instagram at loser cartoons podcast and on twitter at loser cartoons with a z stay updated later losers